Hey guys, welcome to number 10 of the Movie Fix, presented by Chris and John of the Bagged and Board. I'm John! I'm Chris of Bagged and Board, presenting this 10th episode of the Movie Fix. Hey John, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. And you know why I'm doing pretty good? Why are you doing pretty good? Because I watched Peacemaker. Yeah, uh, last week we had the season finale, not the series finale, because it was announced... The day that the finale premiered, that we are go for Peacemaker season two, and we both really enjoyed this show from the get go. Uh, and as soon as it started to ramp up, John, you were like, "Oh, hey, once it ends, do you want to do a movie fix about?" It? And it's like, "Hell yeah!" Because this is definitely something I've been enjoying and want to talk more about. And it's something that Paul would not enjoy and probably would never want to talk about. So you know no, what? That's what this movie all. fix is for. We get to talk about stuff that Paul wouldn't want <laughs> anything to do with. Uh, yeah, but something Paul would like to do uh, is drink with us. Oh, uh, I mean, he might he might get a chance later if we're feeling benevolent yeah. enough to include him. Uh, but I'm having from your old neck of the woods, Chris, uh, from Bell's Brewery, their Lager of the Lakes, their Bohemian Pilsner, coming in at five-something percent. Uh, and this beer's delicious. I had a couple people recently tell me, oh, that's a really good lager. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a whirl because I'm always looking out for like, oh, I'm looking for a nice lager, a nice thing I can just have on the porch. Last night I had... Um, the resurgence uh new irish ale while i played some video games like oh let's have a nice lager in <sighs> that's a good drinking beer it's nothing fancy it's just it's just a lager but it's a nice lager and if you've ever had a bad lager you know how nice it is to have a nice lager uh that's i mean to kind of flash back a little bit that's what i really enjoyed about the uh, Dead Words Brewing uh, pre-prohibition lager because I'm not a fan of lagers really, but it was such a good one that I was like, holy crap, Like this is what I'm now going to hold everything else to. And I can actually get Bell stuff down here, so that might be something I try to seek out and look for. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing that's going to wow you, but when you have that sip, you go, oh, that's nice. I like that. Nice. Uh, I'm also drinking something from my old neck of the woods, and this is coming from Founders Brewing out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And this is part of their Bottle Shop series, and this is the Highball Drifter. Uh, This is a limited release, 11%. uh, It's an ale aged in bourbon barrels with orange peel and cherry. So this is kind of just your old-fashioned, your Manhattan. What's it different? Why is it called a Highball Drifter? Uh, well, highball is... That's the glass a, that it's serving, It's a glass, right? and I okay. think there is... I think you can have those drinks in a highball. See, this is a question for Paul. He's this the is cocktail a Paul, Oh, my gosh. He's the if cocktail would, boy. If only he would have wanted to watch Peacemaker. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Cause I was like, well, is highball, like, a different take on, like, a old-fashioned? But I don't think it is, because, I mean, right off the side of this, it's like, hey, you know what? Ancient bourbon barrels, so you're just going to pick up that caramel and vanilla. But then it's also aged on orange peel with cherry. So, yeah, that's it's got that zest in it. It's got that nice, deep, like rich stone fruit. Um, this is absolutely fantastic, and it hides that 11% very, very well. Um, I 
I actually cracked this open when I got home from work around like 5.30. So I've kind of been sipping on it for like two and a half hours now because, <laughs> uh, spoilers, we're recording the next episode of the Bang Boardcast tonight. And I have three more big boy beers from Founders <laughs> that I'm going to be drinking throughout that episode. So I don't want to brown out during it like I did a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, and I have uh, like two more Pilsners and uh, Founders Barrel Age beer as well. So I went light uh, with one big boy at the end. Uh, so, so I'll tell the story when we actually get into Bagged and Board. But yeah, it was just a very big, heavy beer shopping day for me. And I wasn't aware of it in the moment where I'm like, oh, I should probably have some lighter stuff to drink for the podcast. I was just ready to go with everything that I was grabbing and no now I'm I'm paying for that mistake because I don't have anything nice light crushable that I can just drink like you know lager of the lakes uh and to get back onto our topic which is Peacemaker Peacemaker premiered I think the night it premiered or the day after I watched episode one and probably half of two and I think like a little bit after, like a day after that, we recorded the podcast. And I said to you, Chris, you got to watch this. And then all of a sudden I get a text from one of the lines from the first movie. And I'm like, oh, Chris is watching it. And the two of us, anytime one of us was watching it, would send something to the other. It was just the movie, this, this show hit our sense of humor and our kind of sensibility that we... We both we both loved it, um, and I think John Cena is absolutely fantastic uh, in in this role. And it's I think this this Peacemaker is better than his Suicide, and I think it's because this one I think he's actually a pretty good actor, and this character actually has room to grow as a person. Where John Cena's Peacemaker in Suicide Squad is very one-dimensional. It's just very small, and he doesn't have room to grow. Um, and I'm actually really glad when they announced that they were going to do a show, I was like, really? John Cena's Peacemaker? Like, okay, uh, where could they go with that? And then seeing the movie, it's like, well, they dropped a building on the dude. <laughs> they shot him through the neck. Uh, how is he going to, how are they going to make a show out of this? And what they did, I think, was great. And what I think is really funny is COVID hit, and um, the writer and director for most of the episodes, um, uh, uh, James Gunn, he started this as just a writing project. Like, I'm just going to fill my day. I got nothing to do. Everything is closed. It's the beginning of COVID. I'm going to start writing. I'm just going to start writing. And wrote this, went to HBO, and said, I have a... I got this idea, and it went. It just went. They allowed him to do it. They shot it during COVID, and they made an excellent, excellent show. Yeah, and I think he does get more time to spread his wings and add some depth to that character in a way that I didn't think they possibly could because he is done so one note and terrible in that Suicide Squad movie that it seems like, well, I don't know how they're going to redeem this guy, but then they managed to find a way to show you about his upbringing and how terrible it's been and how he's just kind of a victim of those circumstances. Uh, 
And I think having that support team around him from Suicide Squad kind of helps with that too because you get to see them learning about him in the same way. Like, they're your main viewpoint characters. Uh, And also, shout out to my favorite character in the whole show, Vigilante, who is another transplant from the actual DC comic book universe. And I know I've seen him in crossovers and picked up a couple of his solo books because they were like crossing over the Teen Titans and Nightwing and Outsiders years ago. Uh, but just a character that's never done for me. But again, James Gunn, just in the way he's able to work with characters, I absolutely loved him in this show. Uh, yeah, Freddie Stroma, who played him, also wasn't the first choice. They've shot, like, what, like five episodes with another actor and then had to go back and reshot everything with him in it, um, which is great. I mean, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't know that he wasn't their first choice because he is so excellent with the character that he plays. And James Gunn did come out and say that Vigilante's visor is prescription. I did, I did catch that because as soon as he takes the helmet off, he does put on glasses. So uh, good attention to detail. Also, in the lead up to the show. James Gunn was talking about how he gets to work on one of the coolest DC characters and is like his favorite character right now. And I haven't heard him confirm this, but I'm assuming it was actually Eagly. Just with who <laughs> he is as a writer and just the stupid stuff that he likes to do, I'm pretty sure Eagly was his favorite character in writing this. And I think some of that shows through in the show as well. Uh, for those of you that haven't watched it and are just kind of wondering how they're able to continue on Peacemaker's story from Suicide Squad where he does get a building dropped on him, uh, they're still kicking around doing Task Force X stuff. Uh, and now there's an alien invasion happening on Earth and Amanda Waller's tasking people to figure out how deep this rabbit hole goes, how widespread is this invasion. Uh, and the answer is... it's. It's very widespread, and they're not going to be able to take out these butterflies one at a time, and they kind of have to go directly to the source uh, to negate this issue. And that's that's our whole story. And in doing so, we do get to learn a little bit more about Peacemaker and his uh, neo-Nazi father, played by Robert Patrick, the White Dragon, who I really like Robert Patrick in this, but I also really hate him. So that's oh, how I know he did a great job in this he's, role. He's so he's so good at being awful. And he I've seen him in roles where he's like super friendly and super nice and you're like, "Oh, Robert Patrick, yeah. I'll always remember him from T2. Like that's where yeah. everybody knows him from." Yeah, he's definitely um, tapping more into that T1000 uh mind frame I think with this just cuz he's a lot colder and calculating in this. And, I mean, his dance in the opening sequence is also great. Like, the opening the opening of this show is a great, poorly slash well-done choreographed dance. And I say poorly only because it's very cheesy. It's knowing that some of these people aren't dancers, but giving them just the right moves for them to do uh, to a great hair metal song. And... It just it just really works. And Chris, you and I both talked like 
why would anybody skip it? Like, why did they even give that option? Because it's so fun to just watch, and it's not that long. No, it's not. And uh, James Gunn did come out and say that his goal was to create a title sequence that people wouldn't want to skip through. And I think he nailed it. Um, I don't know the name of the woman who choreographed it, but I didn't vet this at all. But I heard it's actually Alan Tudyk's wife. Oh. So correct me on that if I'm wrong. Emails over at bangboardcast at gmail.com or comment on the social media posts for this episode. But I think that's a lot of fun, too, if that rumor is true. Um, I don't have a lot of things to say about this because anytime you and I start talking about you know the latest episode when they would air it would just devolve into us spitting out lines from the show because there's so many great one-liners in this from like Peacemaker tearing down other DC superheroes to I think it's in the second episode where he first uh, gets attacked by one of the butterflies after banging her and he's going through her record collection, and he's like, yeah, the 80s were great. That's when men weren't afraid to dress like women to show you they were men. <laughs> and it's just like weird stuff like this. And then after he kills the butterfly, he's like ransacking her apartment to steal her albums. Again, it's not a character you want to like, but there's, there's some fun stuff in here. Yeah, and like some of the jokes, you're like, oh boy, this is going on way too long, and it's like, oof, boy, I wish they'd end it. And then by the end of it, they just roll you back in. You're like, no, this is a great joke. I love this joke. Uh, the, <laughs> the, um, definitely what, oh, geez. Uh, the comedian that they have with the, are you sure, trying to show me your dick? Oh, Louis oh, C.K. Louis C.K. Like that just like, it felt like it was going on way too long. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, no, and they brought me back in. It's still, it's still funny. What's this have to do with his comedy specials? <laughs> Don't you watch the news? Why? Uh, uh, lots of fun. Uh, I think it's definitely worth checking out, even if you're not a fan of the DC like, expanded universe or extended universe. Um, I'm not a fan of a lot of stuff coming out of those films. I did really enjoy The Suicide Squad, and I loved this show. And... Uh, it's been a week now since it came out. This show does end with a huge cameo appearance from the Justice League uh, with Aquaman and The Flash being portrayed by Jason Momoa and Ezra. What's his, what's his homie's name? I want to say Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. I was going to say Ezra, Ezra Bridger, but I'm like, no, I'm in, I'm in Star Wars mode now. That's the guy from Rebels. Um, actually reprising the roles. Everyone else you just kind of see in shadow. And there are two notably absent people with Batman and Cyborg not appearing there in the lineup. Uh, But I believe that was like the big surprise that James Gunn was trying to keep secret. Because when they did send this series out to people for review and kind of like previews, uh, they sent all the episodes except for the, the final one. And he was quoted as saying like, yeah, you know what? The last episode's got some huge game-changing stuff in it. We don't want that out there until everybody gets a chance to see it. Uh, so I'm surprised after talking shit about Aquaman and how he fucks fish that DC was like, okay, it, Jason Momoa, you get to guest star in this episode. Also, like, hey, uh, 
Jason Momoa, do you want to show up and have some guy say, fuck you, like, for fucking fish? Uh, also, do you want to show up and have the Flash say, like, well, it's because he fuck fish? Like, <laughs> well, that's... it's because it's true. That's, yeah. that's crazy that DC gave James Gunn that much leeway and play that they're able to take, like, what I'm assuming is a canon property in the DC universe uh, and really lean into that. Uh, what's really crazy is Marvel uh, Cinematic uh, Company, or whatever you want to call it, uh, allowed James Gunn to film that with his Marvel crew for the DC show. Uh, and do you know the reason why they allowed that to happen? Uh, because it's James Gunn and they have respect for him? Um, because DC actually let um, the actor who was playing Mern film his audition role for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 because he's actually going to be in that. So it was kind of a trade-off, like, hey, DC, you let Marvel film this thing for you? Like, can Marvel film this thing for you guys? So it was kind of like a handshake deal. Yeah, it's, it's, still, it's still interesting that they're playing, they're playing nice in the sandbox. And of course, like, you know, it's Marvel, why wouldn't they you know, be nice to the kid that gets bullied. Uh, but yeah, I thought this, I, I loved, I really loved the series. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with season two. Um, what characters gonna are going to pop up in it, how it's going to play out. Um, yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed the series. And it was one of those ones that, I was looking forward every week for the next episode to come out. Yeah, I this made it to the top of my must-watch list for my weekly streaming stuff uh, before I would watch something like Book of Boba Fett. Because they came out like two separate days, but by the time I would get a chance to sit down and watch them, they would usually both be available. And Peacemaker kind of was the surprise hit for me. Yeah. Um, and if... This podcast is a surprise hit for you. Uh, like us, review us, uh, rate us, do all the things that other podcasts tell you to do, um, but actually do it for ours. And, 